0: Trainer is that the trainer can't get in there and fight. Doggy PLC Productions. BoxingWiz.com. BoxingWiz.com.
1: What a rough morning. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. Listen, I woke up thinking it was going to be an amazing morning, man. But we got that one listener of the jinxer. So whenever the intro ain't playing right, we could experience a rough morning. So we'll just put that out there, man. I mean, I heard it on my end, but then I noticed the board and it was coming in and out spotty. What isn't coming in and out is what we're gonna be talking about. Obviously, yo, you
2: remember? You remember? You remember who said that? Because I think we should just like ban him from the show. Like, who the fuck? Like, like, what's one person? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Nostradamus
1: was only one person. Jesus was only one person. The honorable, uh, you know, uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad was one person. Like, you feel me? Um, one person can make a, a, a lot of change.
2: It's just a pickup. Yeah, it's just a pickup. Like, why the nah, fuck would I want nah, him around, bro? Nah, like see,
1: see, you so... I ain't
2: even gonna lie, that oh, shit just man. pissed me off. Cause oh, it's like, bro, you man. done said that three days in a row. Like, yo, this is a real ass fucking hater then.
1: Nah, champ. See, you just interpret everything so negatively. He said, Bro, he
2: called in, wishing champ, that on champ,
1: us. I remember. Champ, he said, Ness, you know what it is. If the intro don't play, don't force it. Stop it. Make sure it's playing because that's what's going to get the chi right. And it's well, true. look. You see how I was look, me, bopping in the background? Let me tell you they something. couldn't see let me, me tell you bopping. Something. You could see me
2: bopping. But, let me tell you something. You
1: know, that was taken away when I noticed it wasn't playing back in right.
2: 2003, mm-hmm. Back in 2003, there was a young man that jinxed the Chicago Cubs, huh. who at that time hadn't won a World Series in like 90 some years, right? Yo, he ain't never attended a game until they won a World Series. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, had he kept attending the games, they would have never won a World Series, yo. So he had to stop going because he he put bad juju... You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you got to love somebody so much to walk away from them. and and if And if he like... Uh, a fan that 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 you know just unknowingly just wished this upon us and and now you know he just may have to remove himself that's all
1: i hear you man i hear you man
2: i hear you but i hear you you
1: feel me like (laughs) do they hear me no yeah hell yeah everybody hears you everything is good bro everything is good everything is yo
2: damn i ain't gonna i'm a little jealous that shirt fire
1: Oh, you want you some hate and shit.
2: It's fire because no, it's a Jarrett like,
1: shirt. It's fire because it's a Jarrett
2: shirt. You nah, funny. <laughs> bro, I know it's a Jarrett shirt. So I'm just saying the teal. I ain't never seen that before.
1: Oh, listen, don't even talk no more, though, because I'm trying, you know. I mean, we talked about it already, but I'm trying to do that show, too, so... Feel me trying to keep my audience up to date. I gotta turn hey, it up. I, I gotta turn I
2: it up. Hey, they funny yourself. They said we should ban Danny from the show. It was just one person. Y'all right, bro. Nest lose me. I'm just another co-host. What the fuck? I, I, I ain't no I ain't no no bigger than or lesser
1: than I no. can't I can't lose another co-host. That's it. We done doing that, champ. We done doing that. Listen, let's get into it. We're here to discuss Wilder and Ruiz, the back and forth feud and, uh, you know, the possibility of this fight. Um, and just the similarities, really, Danny, in Devin and Shakur. It's really the same thing all over again. And this is kind of the point, right? Like, that's industry standard, 70-30. 75, 25, excuse me, eight, uh, yeah, 70, 30, 75, 25, That's industry standard. And, you know, fans of man get so upset when they hear this. But, I mean, you about to hear Andy's thoughts and you about to hear Wilder's thoughts. You tell me who's the A-side. And I'm talking to you, even though I'm talking to the audience. But, you know, right now you'll be the first to give me your response. So I'm going to go screen share, get to the Andy, and uh, let you hear... Every time. That's what everybody thinks. That's what everybody says. And we'll just refresh it, so we can get it from the beginning. Don't say, mother
3: Wilder, you're mad. Wow, man, why are you mad for? It? Just to my dad's trying to look out for me. Like wants the best for me. Trying to give me as much money as I can. Come on, man. There's no reason to be mad about that. Talking about that I'm fat. I got short arms. That I'm fast. That's what everybody thinks, that's what everybody says until they meet me inside the ring. Guess what? This fat chubby kid is about to humble your down. Let's get it baby, come on. Don't say Mother Wilder, you're mad, wow. Now,
1: and why are you mad for it? Just to my dad's trying to look. I, uh, I'm gonna mute it there. Because you heard it once, but I want you to keep paying attention to the video, Danny. At the very end, his last words. Watch how his face changes. I actually loved it. Very, very good acting skills. I'm not saying he's acting, but, you know, the the ability to change from smiley face to, like, let's fucking get it. I'm going to kill you, eat your kids type shit. Don't right say mother wilder.
3: You're mad. Wow. Man, why are you mad for? Just my dad's trying to look out for me. Like wants the best for me, trying to get me as much money as I can. Come on, man. There's no reason to be f-ing mad about that. Talking about that I'm fat, I got short arms, That I'm fast. That's what everybody thinks. That's what everybody says until they meet me inside the ring. Guess what? This f-ing fat chubby kid is about to humble your Watch his face down. Let's get it, baby. Come on. Don't say mother.
1: It. Wilder, uh, you're right, mad. Let's get to wow. the next one. Let's get to the next one. This is wild as Yo,
2: So, 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 hold on. We gotta, we gotta start with that one. We gotta start with that one. First thing to come out of his fucking mouth. Deontay. Dante. No, no, play it. Listen, I, I keep, I keep hearing Dante. That's why I'm like, bro, I love the video. Like, I love it. But I'm like, hold on. First thing to come out of his, yeah, you're right. He did say
1: Dante. But I mean, he could be playing. He could be playing because uh when wait till you hear Wilder's. Wilder's like, I think he starts off like, hey big boy. You know what I'm saying? And then he's like, another yeah. one, he'll say some shit like fat boy. So I mean, he he take they taking shots at each other. And you hear him, you hear Andy in this video saying something like, Oh, you ain't gotta call me fat and that I got short arms. Why you mad? Um, so, yeah, but let me give you Wilder's response.
4: With my team, with my team, with your team. And now it's time to put it all together.
1: Hey, right, we got to refresh. It started. It must have been playing.
4: Big boy. Little Andy. Look, Man, big we don't boy. have to go back Little and forth for all this Little talking, Andy. bro. I know what the deal is and the real is and you know what the deal and the real is as well you know the only people mad is you it's you guys I didn't, I didn't i didn't i didn't I didn't call you y'all called us I didn't harass you about fighting you guys harassed us about fighting you know what I mean we wasn't in no desperate need of fighting you guys was in the desperate need of fighting. Yo, you would not have never called out called a phone in the first place. You called my brother Malik, desperately trying to get a fight on. Got in touch with me, saw me at the fights, desperately tried to fight me. Hey, I said, hey, cool, let's make it happen. We'll get back with you. We got back with you guys, with my team, with my team, with your team. And now it's time to put it all together. Who acting scared? It ain't me. You know, because what y'all talk about is uh unreasonable. Let's face it. And it is what it is. So when you serious, holla at me until then. Do what you do, bro. You got a lot of weight to lose, man. You can talk that talk, but only a few walk that walk. You know what I mean? So if you want to see what a a knockout feel like, get your brain splattered, holler at me, bro. I ain't fall. Brain splattered is crazy.
2: (laughs) Yo. Yo, right there, you supposed to be playing a gunshot like nonstop.
1: Is that I got so many mixed feelings, man. You know. Like, this ain't the wilder, ah, uh, no. You feel me? This ain't the baddest man on the planet. Now now we out here looking for the biggest bag. Um, and that's cool. That's cool. But I don't know. I just, I, it, it don't sound right. You feel me? He's like, you know, you 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 called me. I wasn't looking for you. This was ordered, bro. Like, I went to the convention. Like, what are you talking about? You were ordered to fight. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are both dragging your fucking feet. This shit was ordered last
2: year. Was it last year? Well well, I feel like Andy's been in negotiations with who? With Tyson. Well, I mean, you
1: know. I mean, private negotiations, there was nothing public. You know, you and I heard the same shit, but there was nothing public.
2: No, no, no. Of course, I'm just saying, I feel like that's the fight he was trying to make for at least a couple months. Or, or,
1: or you and I sauce, you feel me? I don't want to say too much because it's going to give it away, but you know. No, nah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You feel I mean, me? If you I mean, eat, I eat. So that's all I got to say right there. You feel me? If you eat, I eat. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a always want you to eat. You feel me? So that don't make no sense to me. That I mean, not that it don't make sense. It just don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? That ain't definite enough. This was ordered, though. You know that was free negotiations. This was ordered, though.
2: No, I hear you. I'm just saying. You, you know, we both know it was a, a pretty, pretty damn cool source. You know? No, of
1: course. But I'm saying. See, you are gonna make me say too much. What I'm saying is.
2: No, 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 no. I mean, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm th- I'm just thinking out loud. And and then again to go back to the Wilder,
1: like it was ordered 70-30. That's the split. You feel me? So Wilder's not axing for more, you know? He's not the one axing for 5050. You know? Um, Andy never even won the fucking belt. So cool, let's throw out the rules. And we just doing, again, free negotiations because neither one of us got a bill Because that's what this is. The WBC ordered us. Andy didn't like the split. He like, fuck that split. And like you said, tried to find a bigger pot. That never happened. So Wilder's telling us, look, he desperately looking for a fight. We wasn't in need. He came. We gave him the same split. 70 motherfucking 30. That's what WBC said. We going to stick by that. We former WBC champs. You feel me? But I just didn't like that. It's like, oh, I need to fight. I'm not desperate. I, it's like, come on, bro. Like, he said it for mad years. The heavyweight division ain't the same without him, and it really ain't. It's pretty boring. Motherfuckers really don't care. You feel me? We we hype on Jared, but like, ain't nobody beating the drums for the heavyweight division right now. Like, I know, I'm certainly yeah. not. So, um, I and, say all and, that, and, let me just and, finish with this. I say all that to say, like, I don't really care about trying to negotiate. I just want in to ring. Like, I really want to see that fight. There's a lot of people, you feel me, that think Andy could do something with his speed. I still believe in Wilder's power. He proved it in the Hellenius fight. I just think Tyson Fury's different. So, I will not be picking Andy, but, you know, he, he shot me with AJ. I never in a million years thought he'd do it. You know, and he did it.
2: So... Yeah, when you said that's not the Wilder, you know, um, obviously, you had a lot of closer relationship to him. I just remember, like, the Wilder that fought Spilka. Anytime, place, anywhere, you get what I'm saying? Uh, when Fury got in the ring after he uh, baptized Spilka, you know what I'm saying? Even with Spilka leading up to the fight week, they was trying to throw down in, like, some... Brooklyn high rise that they was doing like promo at, like you know the the random outbursts of Bomb Squad, you know any fucking second he he felt like it, like you know I may have not been Bro, around him like he, was, but
1: he older, no we saying the same thing. He's more laid back. He's making decisions where in the beginning it was like Bomb Squad, I'm here, motherfucker, and now it's like. I'm here. You know who I am. I'm the superstar. I'm the one been on pay-per-view. I did ten... Like, you feel me? I I don't want to say it, but the hunger's gone, right? Like, if you don't want to beat one of the top, you don't want to beat your contemporary. You, know, you, know, you don't want to so, beat a former unified champ. Like, like you're supposed to want that just a little bit more instead of saying, like, oh, man, I don't, I wasn't desperate. I don't want... You know, I don't care about this. You came to me, like, I think that's an accolade, bro. You need this notch on your belt. Former unified champ, the dude to beat AJ, leading into the AJ fight? Imagine you beat Ruiz, then fight AJ in December. So oh, I on. took that,
2: I took that, I took that as pretty much like, why not take the offer when you the one that's that seeked, you know, that wanted to fight you, this, that, the third. Like now you trying to X, Y, and Z. Um. But no, I hear you, bro. I I trust me. I hear you. Like I said, you know, I, I'm used to other things. I've been fortunate to to cover a handful of his fights, and that's just what I'm used to. Like from the beginning of my boxing time, like that's the wilder I'm used to. That's the wilder I know. Um, hopefully they can get it done. I think that I think it would make for a great fight. I think it's a fight that would get the the people watching the heavyweight division.
1: he need the win. Like, we was just arguing. Like, people still saying Luis Ortiz is his biggest win. He need the win. This would be his first unified champion, former unified champion. Like, that's a great win. You know, for history, for legacy, for the books. You need this win. This is a good win. Like, you know, and it's a lob ball. Let's be real. Like, no matter no matter the outcome of that AJ fight with Ruiz, he's still, like, low-hanging fruit to all the heavyweights, bro. Like, he's, he's still, like, not Fury, not Wilder, you know? Don't matter how skilled he is, he doesn't come with that same level of danger or threat that Fury and Wilder come with. And even AJ, at least AJ's a puncher. I don't know if he could still be considered a puncher. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really putting nobody down.
2: Yeah, I out mean, in the wild, I think, but I, I think with Fury, with with AJ, with Wilder, they have all shown on on numerous occasions that they got the the, the knockout power to get you out of the. You know, with Ruiz, it's like when has he? shown that you know he showed us with AJ after being dropped the first time and then dropped the ball the second time and then and you know and then he showed us again with the retired areola that put his ass down first and then you you know what I'm saying it's, a, it's just like
1: on some piggyback shit I just want all the fanages of Shakur to call in and explain to me now how Devin's offer is trash or should I use the words of Deontay Wilder and unreasonable because let's put things into perspective Deontay Wilder the former champ that technically is beltless is offering 70-30 the current undisputed champ is offering 75-25 because I'm giving you a shot at every single belt in that division So again, when the the same Deontay Wilder fans, they call in and say he's being fair because he was on pay-per-view because he's the A-side, but he ain't got no belt like Devin and he ain't undisputed like Devin and he ain't bringing a ring in the WBC and the WBO and the IBF. Just be careful what the fuck you say today because you hypocrites will be crucified. You feel me? Like, this is exactly why I love this sport because one day... You'll be a dick rider for somebody. And then the next day, you don't know what to say. You got to tuck your head inside that turtle shell because you done fucked up. Because you done said 75-25 was bad. So now what you going to say now? What you going to say now that your favorite fighter offering 70-30 without a belt? Just saying, man. Fucking sport is beautiful, man. (laughs) Yo, actually... Uh, we got an interview. Yo, yo, yo
2: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and with what you just said, all I'm gonna say on that is this: I feel like you' worth what you're able to negotiate. So, when I was reading the 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 state, you know, the boxing scene letter yesterday or the article yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, you guys know that when you negotiate a bigger purse directly with the sanctioning body, you have to show what you've made in your last three fights to show that, hey, this is why I need to be making more because I'm the bigger attraction, hence why I've made more consistently through time. And they had to do that. You get what I'm saying? And that's how he got that with Jamel. So it's just like, why... I understand the ticket sales, the viewership, all that's nice and dandy, but why not just show the last three and what you've been able to negotiate in your last three and then go from there? Because at the end of the day, there's no denying, okay, well, if I'm a draw, some people, because, you know, some people saying, well, he's only a draw because he's a newer. Well, no, I mean, that's not fair to him. How much is he making? Because at the end of the day, it's money generated, you know? So when you talk about, viewership this and that so when you generate in the money you're able to negotiate your money you know that's that's what we come down to so i think that's more so you know what people need to uh, realize
1: i got brandon maurice he's been a member of our youtube channel here for 28 months at the contender level <laughs> And uh, he says this fight already signed and sealed. They just trying to build up anticipation and buzz since both stocks have dropped. This does about two hundred and fifty thousand pay per view bars. Um, where are you with that super chat? You think that's true? You think this could be really signed and they just building it up? That's a that's a pretty left field angle.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, two grown ass men who aren't trying to get the first big fight of their career you know they've already made millions they've already been on a big stage they've already fought on the biggest of platforms they've already been world champions um they've already been you know defeated so it's like i don't think they in a position to where they need to lie or Mm. or, you know go with the story you know i think that that would have fit more of the narrative if they was trying to make the fight and you know they you know they ain't never had that and they trying to sell it and and trying to get it done any which way they can and the big you know, people know who they are now. I was just at my uncle's house. He knows Canelo Alvarez, he knows Floyd Mayweather, he knows Jake Paul, he knows uh bro and Andy Andy Ru bro, I ain't gonna lie, when he said Andy Ruiz, I'm like He's made it to your timeline. Mm. Uh, I got some. Soup. He don't watch no boxing, so it's like, damn, like you, like you gotta understand how huge that is. You don't watch no other sports, so when you mention to me athletes, bro, sometimes I'm looking at you like, damn, that's how you know him, because that's not your thing. You yeah, get I mean, what I'm some saying?
1: dudes, some dudes for me particularly. Not that you wanted any extra depth on it, but I'm giving it to you anyway. But like some dudes for me particularly is because of how big they were. Like Bo Jackson was big. Uh, Jordan was big. These are household names. It's easy to remember. Plus they were in video games. Those guys were yes. in video games.
2: all those things. But all those guys that you mentioned also have, uh, had had longevity. You get what I'm saying? They was around for a while. So... You know, when Andy had a six month stint, you know what I'm saying? That was before the pandemic, brother. Like that was right before the pandemic. Like he took that loss right before the pandemic. Like a lot of people had too much shit going on. So when 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 a real, real true guy that don't know shit about boxing is mentioning Andy Name, I'm like, Okay, cool.
0: Nah, I hear you, man.
1: Um uh... I mean, I think a lot of people know Andy because of AJ, man. He just, you know, AJ did that for him. And that's kind of where I, I jumped off the bus because he shocked me. So so I was an instant fan, right? Like, you did the unthinkable to me. So now I'm a fan of you. And then you come in in the ring like that, bro. And you do that. And ever since that, you, you haven't even looked good. Like, ever since then, you got dropped to Areola. First of all, you took two years off after that, you know, then get dropped to Ariola, And then, I mean, fuck, they were saying Wilder fought the 44-year-old Luis Ortiz. How old was the Luis Ortiz that Andy fought? <sighs> I don't know, bro.
2: You know, Damn, bro. Yeah, you're right.
1: No, I'm just saying, bro. He's got... So, this is why I don't get like, oh, you're mad. My dad, he's trying to get the best for me. Bro, get the best for you. <laughs> you know, y'all made money. And you gonna make more if you beat Wilder because Skill Challenge is real. The shit is real. They paying for the Dubois fight in a whole nother country. Like, them dudes is real. You out here playing fucking games. Grab leverage. Yo, why
2: do you think they're doing
1: that? Bro, to keep Usyk happy for the next one. They want their December showdown in Saudi. You got it. What? Usyk got a mandatory. I mean, you got it. If you don't pay for it, he goes to another network, possibly two fight deal. You lose him for good.
2: Or not for good, because, you know, Skill Challenge no, no, said... No, no, no,
0: no, no, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I should have just been more specific. I'm sorry. Why do you think they're taking it to fucking Poland of all places? I mean, for Usyk. I know he's Ukrainian,
1: because I know I make a lot of mistakes geographically, but no... But for Usyk, though, I mean, the same reason they took Usyk to fucking Chicago. A lot of Polish people were over there and they came out.
2: You know what I'm saying? I think. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. So 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 for the first time in, in, in the Boxing Voices, 12 year history, you've gotten you've said something that made geographic sense. Poland actually borders the Ukraine. So that that does make plenty of sense. Well, that was just luck.
1: I was going based off ticket sales for Ukrainians and Polish people fighting. And, and you know, like that's where they put Ukrainians in Chicago. You know what I mean? In uh, MGM Harbor, they put they put uh Loma and they Bro, were trying yeah. to put they were trying to put Usyk there too, but he he pulled out and Devin stepped in. Um, Thomas Adamick fought in Chicago, Thomas Adamick fought in the potential, Gowaki fought in the potential. What? What you about to laugh at? This guy's laughing in his face. What
2: you saying? Yeah, but I'm just you mentioning places that I can name you a Mexican that's fought in Chicago, and I can name you a uh, Mexican that's fought in Newark, and I can name you a black fighter that's fought true but but you know, again but right. can you, mention, I, bro, I but, you credit, bro, i was just trying to no, give you credit but i was just trying to give you credit everything you say when it comes to a map don't make no fucking sense this shit makes sense right, man, the whatever. country's border i got jessica so credit champ damn jessica
1: sada says wilder said andy being unreasonable andy been unified beat aj and has fought in the middle east wilder never done but wilder won it 50 50 with aj clown emoji see what i'm saying see what i'm saying Everybody's on different sides of this. Now, again, just like I'm on that my stance for the other fight, one man has done more. Now, if you want to say Andy's done more because he got more uh belts, cool. But it, it this is a business and that's why they're stuck at a impasse
2: over a percentage, so it has to be Not going to lie. It might be, it might be. It's not even. Like, it's probably not going to be. It's probably not going to be. But I'm going to reach out to our friend because I'm not going to lie. I would love to be there. This is pretty much Usyk's, like, unofficial homecoming in a country who is in active wartime. Like, this is going to be huge for them. Is that Mr. Nelson? Yes, it is. Indeed it is.
5: July 29th. July 29th, baby. We ready.
2: Champ, you got the camera on?
5: Let me, uh, hold on. Yeah, the yeah. on. You I'll in the bed?
1: Anything. If you in the bed, it's all good. Stay in the bed. You you do your thing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you like this if that's what you prefer. You
5: uh, no, I'm, up. I'm up. I'm up early doing some work on my uh uniform over here. Work on the sewing machine. Man, you
2: got the sewing machine, Champ?
5: Yes, sir. Over here.
2: Oops you do your own
5: uh yeah yeah i've been uh i've been making my own uniforms
1: for a minute now
5: since my second pro fight wow. my first pro fight i paid somebody to do it and they played me and i was like you know what i'm gonna start doing it myself and i see i figure out how to use a sewing machine and, and use some old shorts as a, a pattern and I've been doing my own shorts and other people's shorts uh, since 2016.
2: Are you still, so are you still to this day doing other people's shorts?
5: Well, um, I do them. I do them occasionally, like if I got time. But I, I do so much stuff, man. I'm always busy. People like, right, animals, right, man. I can't. From handyman work to making uniforms to painting pictures, I'm always doing something. So. I'm always busy man i i don't believe in idle times i believe in you know using my time productively and uh so i'm always busy
1: Chant, man i want to get into the nitty-gritty man because uh obviously at one point you were signed a to top rank and, and and being moved appropriately and kind of came to an impasse um because they didn't want to give you the Berlanga fight, the Jesse Hart fight, or those guys didn't want to fight you. Um I'm assuming. But uh yeah, what 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 is your side of that story? What happened cuz you were in a in a location where you had a couple of fights that should have been made. Yeah, um I just feel
5: like I wasn't a major priority to them. I feel like when I was working with them, you know, they was doing it on the grace of you know, me being with Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then once he left, you know, I started to feel the the um, the impact from that. You know, it wasn't like I was a priority. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't have time to sit around and wait. You know, if I'm going to do that, I might as well be um, self promoted. If I don't have a promotion company... I got to at least have them believe in me and and give me the same energy they give the other fighters. And I see other fighters there moving them and and giving them the energy that I felt like I deserve, you know, not because of of who I'm with, but because of my talent, you know, and to uh, speak on their part, you know. I did come back from an injury. I had a major injury. I had tore my Achilles, so it was kind of like they were, like, a slow foot of, of like, giving me those opportunities. Um, but, you know, who's to say what the reason was? You know, I just, I just felt like I wasn't a priority. So um, I asked to be released, and it released me, and I'm self-promoted um, right now you know, free agent, so...
1: So, um, how many fights were left on that contract before you got your release?
5: Um, there wasn't a a number of fights. There was a time. Uh, I got released July of August of last year, but my contract was supposed to be until November. Of... So it was like a five. Um... It was like yeah five five month six month um difference that's my contract, but there was like them asking me to resign and in in certain stuff like that, but it didn't seem right it didn't seem right so
1: so you made the move to not stay with top rank since then you ended up fighting on uh black prom and Now you're getting this opportunity on PBC. Um, Yeah. In retrospect, you feel you made the right decision because it's only been two fights, or gonna be two fights. Excuse me, gonna be two fights. I feel like,
5: um, I mean, there's pros and cons to every decision I make, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Everything, everything comes in full circle, and it never make it never makes sense at the time. But later down the line, it always makes sense. So, you know, I just keep on following that trail, you know, in that pathway. And everything always makes sense. Everything I've been through, everything I've decided to do, you know, every choice I've made at the time. But like, man, I don't know. But a year, two years, sometime even later, it always makes sense. So.
1: So this upcoming fight, are you trying to get back to 68 or you've made the decision to stay at 75?
5: No, I'm definitely getting down to 68. Uh for this next fight, it's it's for an intercontinental uh title at 168. So I have to make 168 on the dot, you know. Um yeah, so I'm fighting one sixty eight, man. I'm I'm ready. Um can't be going great. We have a great nutritionist. Um, we train uh, consistently every 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 day every week. So um, yeah, this it's that time.
1: So champ, now that your you know friend in Terrence Crawford is obviously uh, temporarily on PBC, I feel like those doors could be open for you. Uh, There is a guy that's also temporarily on PBC that doesn't get opportunities. It's hard for him to get fights. I don't know that he would be looking at you as, you know, truthfully speaking, you would be back. You would would be, you know, he would be looking back because he's a a two-time champ in Demetrius Andre. But he is at the 68-pound division. He doesn't get opportunities. How likely are you to take a fight with him? Or do you feel you need one or two before you could get in there with Demetrius Andre? Yeah, um I definitely
5: feel like he has the experience in the amateurs in the pros um I definitely need you know uh, a couple of opponents but I'm always ready you know I feel like you know I'm world-class talent um I know he has his uh eyes on on bigger bigger opportunities uh, Besides, you said looking back and fighting somebody that's coming up you know uh, he has he has bigger opportunities that he's he's working on and looking for um, but if the fight happened you know at the end of the day we're fighters you know I feel like I can fight whoever it don't matter uh, so I'm, I mean I'm definitely up up for that uh, caliber fight
2: nah I gotta ask you know this is the fight we've all been waiting on Terrence Crawford Aero Spence to not just be on the car, but be training alongside Bud and use that as motivation. You know, this is, I feel like, every fighter's dream. The pay-per-view fight, all the belts on the line in Las Vegas. What's that been like for you? I know a lot of this shit may sound cliche, but, you know, this is something that you've legit been working towards and, you know, I'm continue yeah. to work towards.
5: Um, It's another day in the office, I feel like. You know, we've been training hard we've been talking about these type of fights for years. You know, we, have you know, imagined them, we played them out in our minds and been riding to the gym and talking about them. So, you know, it just feel like it's supposed to happen. It don't feel like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm on there. Like, it's just like, Hey, this is what we've been talking about. This is what we, this is what we always, um, you know, put out in the world, like the injury, you, you always put out you get back so
0: so this, this
2: camp would you say this camp is pretty much like any other camp it's not like this is this feels like that the the big camp this feels like that big fight camp
5: Yep, yep that's one of our our biggest you know our biggest beliefs if it ain't broke don't fix it keep doing the same thing you get the same results you know um uh, um he and, he and I have never looked bad in a fight. We never had, oh man, this fight was bad. You know, what I mean I didn't finish fight because of the camp, you know. So same results, you know, we look great, feel great, hella energy, you know, power, speed, everything. We do the same same thing, same workouts, you know, small adjustments with the with the with the styles that we're facing and stuff like that when we come to technical things inside the gym but as far as what we do, how often we do it, the the whole consistency, recovery, the nutrition, everything stays the same.
1: Champ, did you happen to catch uh the Caleb Truax, not Caleb Plant, the Caleb Truax fight versus yeah. Burley Brooks Earl Spence fighter?
5: No, I didn't I didn't catch. That was that was a couple weeks ago, correct?
1: Uh yes. June twenty fourth, yeah, last month.
5: Yeah, no nah, where was I oh I had a funeral mm. uh, that I was attending, so I was I was at the repass and everything during the fight, so I didn't get to catch it.
1: Is that um, someone, that obviously, you know him with his attachments to Earl, he's on that side of the street, you know, where you're temporarily at. Is that someone, I mean, cause I want to get you back active, man. I I remember yeah, the days yeah, like where, where you, where, man, where you I mean, wanted no. Jesse Hart and, and Edgar Belonga and those fights couldn't happen. Like, you know, no disrespect, yeah. but you're 35 right now. You got to get the ball rolling. Right.
5: Exactly, man. up to all those fights. Like. You know, I leave it up to my team to say, okay, this style fits you or or they feel like I can be, you know, any style. I leave it to them. But me as a fighter, man, I'm going to fight whoever they put in front of me. I ain't going to say no. I ain't going to, well, I'm going to fight because I'm a fighter. At the end of the day, like, and I'm not a fighter where I feel like, oh, I'm just an okay fighter. I feel like I can go in there with anybody. I'm a world-class fighter. You know, and I felt it. I felt that way since the day I stepped in the gym at age twenty-one.
1: So tell us that story. Why did you get a late start? Twenty-one. I mean, damn. The only person I know that started that late, I think, was Sergio Martinez.
5: Yeah, I've um, I've always been a fighter my whole life. You know, um, physically and mentally, and the things that I've been through. You know, so. Um, being, a, being a troubled kid and being in the streets and then trying to change my life and going to the military. Went to the military and then it was a point where our commanders got, start seeing that we got tired of doing the same workouts every day. Push-ups, sit-ups, run, you know, the same military workouts. It was like, hey, if you guys want to do, you know, extracurricular things like, you know, MMA or CrossFit and uh go ahead. This shows proof you're doing it and you don't have to worry about the army workouts. I was like, you know what? I oh, always wanted to box, you know. And I was friends with Terrence. I was like, man, like would be something dope to do. I heard it's the best workout you can ever get. And I just went to Where were you
2: stationed gym. at the time?
5: Uh I was in North Carolina. I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And I went to a local gym, uh ABC Boxing Academy. Um and the first we got signed up, the coach seen something special. He was like, man, you a natural. He had asked me how long I've been boxing. I'm like, just the first week. He was like, no, not how long you've been back. Like, how long you've been boxing? I'm like, it's my first week. He was like, man, he's seen something special. So you know, I stayed, um, I stayed doing that. And then I went to the All-Army tournament. You know, won that, went to the Armed Forces won that. And then they took us to the the, to the Olympic reloads in 2012, which is just like the reload of the Olympic trials for the people who didn't qualify, and I went there with six fights and made it all the way to the finals. Mm. Beat, beat, beat like two or three national champs, past national champs, and it got to the finals with Marcus Brown, and it was it was a great fight, and and people was like, man, man, that fight was supposed to go your way, and you know, you know how they say politics and boxing, but I ended up being a, a Olympic archer, you know, training partner, really, and in uh, 2012 Olympics. So I went to I went to London. I was with Errol Spence and uh, and that whole 2012 team, the first year females fought too, and Clarissa Shields won the gold. So I was over there and I witnessed all that.
2: That's crazy, man. I interviewed Yo, don't, all of them don't dudes. Don't take that away, Tom, about training partner, really. No, nah, you was an Olympic alternate champ, you get know what I'm saying? Especially with your, you know, you had very limited experience going in, like,
5: that, yeah, man. Yeah, six fights. But, I said Olympic, I mean, uh, a training partner because that was, like, one of the first quads where you had to qualify. At first, the Americas, and every country can take who they want, and then and then whoever, you know, if somebody injury, you had to alternate. But over there, you as a fighter had to qualify. So, you know, I was there to support the team, you know, but you know, I was I, I came back from the Olympics and I won every national tournament in the US um after that, you know, all from the Golden the National, Golden Gloves, National Pals, the the USA nationals, even the ringside. I won all that stuff. So you know I have a I have a good uh, amateur background. It was maybe about five, five, six years I was in amateurs and I had about eighty fights. Um I was like seventy, seventy and ten. You know that was a great amateur record. and then all my fights were national and international fights. I only had like three to four local fights.
2: how soon how soon after you started boxing in North Carolina did you know you weren't gonna re or did you re-enlist?
5: No, I I got on the Army boxing team, the world-class athlete program. I re-enlisted to get on that. And then once I wanted to go pro, you know, I had um, my 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 um, enlistment was perfect. So it was like, okay, I want to go pro in 2016. So my enlistment went to 2016. So it was just, everything like I said, everything happened for a reason. It was just perfect. Everything lined it up, lined up perfect. And uh, once I ready to go pro, I got out that December. I went
1: pro March, so it was, mm, it was
2: perfect so time. yeah, everything lined up. Yeah, perfect, champ, you know that's great.
1: I gotta tell you because my co-host, I guess he's gonna be humble and modest, but you know he was in the Air Force, and, and and ironically, you guys share the same story. He didn't turn pro, but you know instead of doing PT, he started a boxing group got Everlast to sponsor it, created a ring out there, but you could tell her more detail. I'm shocked that you didn't go this yeah, route. Yeah, no.
2: Nah, no, nah, no. I mean, that's what I was asking. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, did my seven-year bid, you know? Yeah. Seven seven years, a uh, year and a half in Afghanistan, and when I was down there, we opened up a boxing gym. Um, I ain't gonna lie. That was, like, the best time. People, people always <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy. When I was in Afghanistan, that was the best time of my military life. Like, 7 years I, of the 7 years I was in the year and a half in Afghanistan yo I was out there slinging liquor we opened up the boxing <laughs> gym we you know diced games till 3 4 in the morning man it was beautiful but yeah we got a gym out there and uh you know I enjoyed it while I was there but you know yeah. I feel like I feel like the military kind of I had to do something man and running wasn't it everybody ran I'm like man fuck yeah. that shit
5: Hey, I was, I was, I was deployed too in Afghanistan. I was with 7th Special Forces Group and I wasn't boxing yet, but like I tell everybody, everybody asked about the military. Everybody's military experience is different.
6: Some
0: people Absolutely. have
5: horrible stories. Some people have great stories. My military career was perfect. I was with 7th Special Forces Group. It was like the A-team in the army. Then I was on WCAP. Like, I had the best, I had the best of, of. The army world, man. Like, so when I was deployed and everything, and then I came back from deployment, you know, I had that money and I was opening up a club, was partying and eating and stuff, and I got gained a whole bunch of weight. And that was one of another reasons why I started boxing. I was like, now I get this weight back off, man. Do
0: something that's right. right.
5: But once I start boxing and we started going to like field trainings and stuff like that. I used to make like my own heavy bags with, you know, the big green bags we used
2: to have in the military. Hell yeah, hell yeah, the
5: big I used to, green plastic bags inside of them, and then fill them up with water
2: and hang them up on the chains or whatever. Bro, that's <laughs> like a perfect makeshift heavy bag too. It's Man, like the perfect you like the thing. a heavy bag out of
5: a, a duff a green duffel bag. <laughs> I'm out there punching bags in the field.
2: Yo, we in order for us to get the ring built, we legit had to go to like all these different construction sites and we use like scrap pieces of metal, yep. to, put, I did to put the thing. ring together. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, I made, sal- I made a ring to to by, you, four
5: by four, four by four is broke
2: and made a ring. No, for sure, mm-hmm. man. Looking back on looking back on it. Did you ever imagine you would you would have made it this far? Everything you've accomplished in your career fighting on the biggest stages and you know, still so much to go. Honestly, when I first started boxing, um,
5: I was like, Man, people been doing this their whole life, you know, and I and then knowing knowing Bud growing up, I'm like, man, these dudes been doing this stuff their whole life. In a way I'm gonna be up there. Maybe I'll be a, you know, me a a great contender or something like that, or just do it, you know, just stay in shape. And then, once I became, like, Buzz, main sponsor partner, and I started beating everybody up in these tournaments and stuff, I'm like, wait,
6: I'm good. Like, <laughs> I can take this
5: to the top, for real. Which was, like, a little bit, like, a year after I started boxing, I was, I knew, I was like, man, like, I'm on the top echelon of Of What I do, you know, especially being from Omaha, Nebraska, you know, growing up in my mind, it was always people from like California and New York and out of state were like steps ahead of us. Then when I went to the military and I started to mingle with so many people from around the world and I always no matter what I did, I was always at the top echelon or whatever I did, whether it was. You know, it was, it was book, book smart. It was being like the fastest runner, the strongest, you know, being the most creative. I was always at the top echelon. I'm like, man, hold on. Like I'm special. Like, because, because being from Omaha, you got to work so hard to stand out because people ain't coming to Omaha looking for any types of talent. Right. You You always had to stand out and do, do the extra just to even get noticed. So that made me realize like I'm special man i ain't i ain't I ain't like the normal guy because I always had to work harder to you know to prove myself
1: that's official chant man uh, we've been uh, I've definitely been uh you know watching you for a while now, man, so I'm excited to see you know this half of your career see what comes
2: and uh know. Yo- I know it's not the first undefeated fighter you you're facing, but you know definitely at this point in your career you're 18 and 0. I think he's 12 and 0, right? Yeah. Uh, how much? How got... much do you know about him? It's not even on Boxrec, to be quite frank. I couldn't I couldn't figure out too much yeah, about neither. him. But just kinda yeah. See how much you know about him.
5: Right. Um, we watched a couple of videos, you know, and. Uh... That's much I know about him. I never, I never seen him in amateurs. I never really uh, seen him in the pros. Just seen a couple of videos, but I don't never really hold that. Um, I don't use that too much as a reference because, you know, those videos and those fights, those styles make fights. Those opponents may be in a year ago, two years, they may have improved. So I just always train to fight the best. It's just like in the amateurs, when you go to a tournament, you don't know who you're gonna fight. You know, you go and you just train. You train the best of your ability, and that's what I do at this point in my career. I don't have, I haven't had any like um, main event fights and stuff like that. Where it's like, okay, I'm fighting this guy. We gotta study this guy. So I'm like, I just train. I just, I was training right now to fight the best.
2: Nah, for sure, Tim. Well, we wish you the best July 29th. We're definitely going to be tuned in. Uh, yeah. The rest of the world is going to be tuned in, so we absolutely wish you the best. And uh, can't wait to talk to you after the fight, get you on a little Victory lap tour. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. You know, I'm always pulling the show from
5: from the walkouts to the fight, you know. To the ring
1: outfit. Don't
2: forget that. The ring
1: outfit, yeah. Oh
5: uh, yeah, I'm working on that right now. Everybody gonna
1: see it like, man, this
2: dude always oh, coming up with something. Yeah, show them let me show ask the, you something uh, sewing machine again. That's crazy. Let me ask yeah.
1: you a question. Since since you know you got Tom doing your outfits, what's your thoughts on Jared's, man? Jared Anderson has been as uh, just as creative as you because you you've done I, I feel like you wore a mask as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I've come out, every fight is different. I've came out with
5: so many characters. I came out as Hannibal Lecter. and came out as Michael Myers. I came out as shown up from The Last Dragon, The Grinch. I mean, I came out with so much, you know, and Jerry, you know, he's a young guy. Um a lot of his a lot of his uniform and stuff I had I had down his ideas or something that I already wore. Um but shout out to him, you know. Uh, what's special about mine is, like I said, I make my own. You know, I come up with my own uh, styles from, you know, even customizing my own sh- shoes and everything. I do it all.
2: Um, Champ, two things real quick. Um, A, have you ever had a uniform malfunction during a fight?
5: Um, The closest I've had is on my Grinch uniform. It was like, it was fur. And on his uniform, I didn't put the little the little slits on the side, you know, like so
2: Yeah, so yeah.
5: So I'm warming up and I'm like, man, I'm moving around. I'm like, man, these smugs feel constricted in my head. I'm like, man, I don't wanna go out here in this in this um Rip on you, fight, and it's, it's, it's something happened. Not even a rip. If you rip, that's it's cool because I still move. But I was like, man, I don't want, I don't want to move to the right and not trip because my pants too tight. So I, last minute, right before they call us out, I'm sitting there, sitting there like, all right, all right, Nelson, you five minutes out. I'm sitting there shaking out. I'm like, man, Bowmac. Hey, man, take the scissors and cut up the side of my leg. And he just cut the side of my uh, shorts up. Mm. I was like, man, I don't care. Just cut the side of him up. (laughs) That was the closest I had to a...
1: I had a a follow-up for you from, you know, the outfit standpoint. Uh, Like, from a creative standpoint, have you reached out to Fran Sean Cruz, who also makes it, or that's not, yet, you know... Just no, asking because um, there's a few of I you know, guys that make outfits in the industry, so I'm wondering, like, do you even link up? Yeah, no, I know her
5: personally. You know, she was in the amateurs together, and then um, I was I was dating another uh, pro boxer.
1: Oh, we we know, I, we know, we know.
5: And, and <laughs> I was busy,
2: messy I was mess.
5: busy. I, <laughs> I was busy. I was busy one time because I usually make her uniforms. And I was busy. I was like, "Man, hit up French So, like, me and French came up with, with her design and everything. And we was like, "Hey, this, this this come out as this," but I didn't make that uniform. She came out as one of the Wakanda uh, female soldiers or whatever. And French Cruz had made that uniform for. Dope, dope.
2: So, so when y'all stop dating, you stop making the uniforms, uh, or I made did the business of- continue?
5: No, I made I made a couple after that. Um I haven't made any recently. I think the last one I made was like two years ago.
2: For sure, uh, for sure. And the last thing for me with the outfits, um, is there a specific place you pull your inspiration? Like you got somebody that you talk to? Do you have like a list of things like maybe you watching something and a movie yeah. and you like, I like that and you add it to your notes or something like yeah,
5: that. Yeah, that's the that's exactly man. Like growing up, you know, I wanted to be so much. I wanted to be I wanted to be this and that and you know, I have favorite characters and favorite movies and you know, iPhones, you got notes. So every time I think of something creative, whether it's um ideas for for uh ring interests or you know, movie ideas that I wanna do because like there's so many things I wanna do in life. I just write it down in a note. And I got a whole folder. Uniform ideas. That's what it's labeled. And I got I got ideas for for people even far beyond my career. I got I got like fifty different ideas in my uniform ideas. So uh, when, I, I, ask- I retired, I can pass them down to people.
2: I wanted to ask you. Nah, no, Chad, that's where you that's where you continue your thing and, and, and add a staple. Like that'll be dope to see.
5: Exactly. You know, I'm I'm always have my hands in, in the boxing game, whether it's managing uh making uniforms or customizing shoes, I'm always be doing something. You know. I just, I just prioritize it because boxing is a young man's sport. You can't do it
1: forever champ have you reached out to david benavidez's sister did you did have you do you even know that she creates outfits and specifically uh, shoes she specifically does really good boxing shoes
5: no i gotta look her up um yeah, i wasn't her the name i didn't know
1: that uh i'm gonna have to tag you because i don't know i just know how her avatar looks it's like some purple with white but yeah, his yeah, sister I never,
5: I never knew that. I I didn't know that. But uh yeah, it'd be dope to like collaborate with other, you know, designers and um, other creatives, you know, in the boxing world, even outside of boxing, you know, just this uh, using my following and people I know. For sure you know, collaborate with people.
1: I also wanted to ask you know. about the promotion you got not too long ago and just give me detail because I heard you say you always gonna manage. So was the promotion in B&B Boxing? Was it for the community center, or was it for part of management?
5: Oh, it's both, man. We got got B&B Boxing Promotions. We got B&B Sports Academy. I'm the uh, executive director of the Sports Academy, and and the promotion is ran by, you know, obviously Bo Mac and Bud, which we all family, so, you know, once our careers is over. We retire. We got that to fall back on and promote the next generation of kids and uh, youth around the city or nationwide, worldwide. Because, you know, there's fighters from all over that we work with.
1: Yeah, we actually met one of your international fighters in Las Vegas. Um, Danny interviewed him. Uh, he is from Honduras, right? Was it uh,
5: Honduras well, or... Uh, uh, Lester. Yes. Lester, Lester
2: right Martinez. He's he, like middleweight, I think.
5: Shout out to Lester, man. He fight in, uh, he fight today, matter of fact. Oh, wow. Uh, he fight on Pro Box. Oh, wow. Box.
1: Okay, I'll pay okay. for that. I'm going to watch that because I already, I already got the subscription.
5: Yep. He the main event on Pro Box. He was, he was my, well, we were sparring partners for each other to get each other ready. Ready. And man, he's, he's great, man. So, he, who's
1: going to be the the head trainer in that corner? Are they all flying down uh, or is one going?
5: Saud, uh, Dieguez, and Bobak is down there.
1: Okay. Okay.
5: Yep. Hey, we all over. We all over, man. Yeah. That's what's and then, up. And then next week, we got Keyshawn Davis.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: In Oklahoma.
5: Yep. So, it's Lester today and Keyshawn Brothers. Oh, Kelvin yeah, is Kelvin, also on ProVox? Yeah, Kelvin, yeah, Kelvin. Kelvin fighting, tonight. too. Kelvin, Kelvin fighting. Lester fighting. And then next week, Keyshawn fighting. And we got to that, me and Bud and uh, Kevin Ventura mm. is fighting. Well, champ, that's yeah. all my no, questions. No, I got to see
2: Lester. So we'll be tuned in uh, tonight. And, you know, for all y'all fights, obviously. So thank you for the interview, champ, for your time. Yeah. Let the fans know where to follow you. Keep up with you. And obviously... uh. You know, best of luck on the twenty ninth.
5: Yeah, definitely, man. I love y'all platforming. Y'all do great things, great interviews.
1: Appreciate you know, that.
5: Um, people can follow me uh on Instagram, Steven Nelson Boxing. Same thing on TikTok. Uh I got Twitter, So Nelson, and then on Facebook, Steven So Cold Nelson. You guys can follow me. You can be entertained in so many different ways outside of boxing. Uh in boxing, no matter, man. I'm just, I'm just a great person to follow, man. And, and, uh, yeah, I be, man, I'm, I'm always be doing something, man.
1: So, I, so stay tuned. That triggers something. That triggers something. You say you're a great person to follow. Are, are you going to, um, I guess build on that? Cause you do skits and shit. I feel like you want to do something in comedy. Are you going to attempt stand yeah. up? Okay. Yeah, I, tell you, man, I, I, I use my
2: he time, said movies.
1: Man, I do. I wanna do movies, man.
5: I do stand-up comedy. I just try to get out but, there, man. But you
1: actually do stand-up. Like you go to a club. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I started doing that when I got injured.
5: You know, all I did to to stay happy, man, and not be in like a rut. I was like, you know what? I went back and watched all the like old old shows I grew up on. And I'm watching them like Def Comedy Jam and stuff, and I'm like, man, I'm just as funny as these two, because man, I've always been goofy and stuff, always being funny, class clown and stuff. But it was always labeled as being childish. I'm like, wait, no, I ain't childish. I'm a you know, I'm a comedian. And I was like, you know what? I'm injured. I started, I learned how to fly planes when I was when I was injured.
2: And then I also Hold on, what? Whoa, 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 what you got you got your pilot's
6: license?
5: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I I learned fly planes and then yo, I, that's a flex. Wait, hold on, champ. Hold on, champ. Hold wait, on, wait, champ. Wait, like, wait. like, 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 cham, like
2: cham, actual cham,
1: pilot cham. license. Like, you got ten thousand hours flying? Yeah. No, 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 no.
5: That's that's the commercial oh. pilot. I got um, I got S- my uh, private. Okay. Uh, but but flying, you, flying, like, you
2: planes, yo, that's I a different flex. Like. Yo, that's a different flex. Like, hold on, baby, we finna go to dinner in New York. Hold on, let me let, let me, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean, and then boom. Yup. I, hey, I, I
5: I took my little money I had saved up and I started paying for flight lessons, and I was up flying, man. And it's just something I always like inspired to do. I was like, you know, that'd be something dope to have.
2: Have you ever took Bud or BOMAC on a flight? Like, like no, <laughs> I
5: I ain't took it yet. One day, that's my goal to be a you know. A private uh pilot for somebody I know flying
2: around. Yeah, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be cool. At least one time, you know, be able to experience that. Yeah,
5: that's that's super dope.
2: But yeah, tell us the stand up comedy. So you said during the injury,
6: you got yeah, into the so stand up.
5: Around and I was, you know, doing the, the pilot lessons, and then I was just like, funny stuff popped in my head. Like I said, the, the iPhone notes. I just be writing down material. And I was like, you know what? On my birthday, June fourth of um, 2020, 2021, I was like, "I'm gonna do a show, a stand up show." And I and I rented out a, um, a a a center, rented it out, and I just posted, "Hey, I'm doing a comedy show," and I had other pe- other artists and other people performing, and then I was the main event. I did a stand up show. And people were like, "Man, man, you good? How long like, you been doing this?" I'm like, "It's my first show." Mm. And they didn't believe it. Then I a, a couple people, local, you know, caught flack of that, and they put me on their shows. I did a couple shows, and uh, I did one in Lincoln. Did a couple in Omaha. I did skits online, too.
1: Nice. So uh, I just got reached. I got a friend uh, from New York City. He has his own streaming service, and uh, he's a director. He's watching the show, and he said to, for you to hit him up. So I sent his number to your manager Paul, and uh, okay. Paul has the information. But Champ, okay. I, I, I want to thank you, man. Uh, for coming hold on. on,
2: before we let you go, because we was all we was actually talking Death Comedy Jam on the show yesterday. Believe it or not, yeah, that um, is so ironic and so ironic. And I'm a big fan of comedians who are able to work the crowd. I think crowd work is something that not everybody can do. I look at it almost as a form of freestyling for a comedian because this ain't written This on the spot yep. and, 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 and Nesta hate that. He find it corny. So so as a comedian yourself, right, as somebody who's, who's been on that stage, what, what style of comedy would you say you have and would you say crowd work is true comedy?
5: Yeah, crowd work, like you said, it's freestyle, it's improv, you know, guys that's, like, super dope at that is, like, the 85 South show guys, and they also be on the MTV uh, Wild and Out. Like, that type of comedy, to me, is is good, because it's, it's like that. It's, like, it's real quick. There ain't no thinking about it. There ain't no testing out other people. There ain't no writing it down. Gee. Gee. A lot of people can do that, but... When you freestyle it, that it shows your natural ability just to be funny, and and you have a fast working mind. Not everybody has that ability, so that's why, you know, I love it. I love it personally. I do love it. You, do you I prefer
1: do you prefer crowd work over general? Uh, oh, excuse me, over traditional comedy, traditional stand up. Because I the, um, uh, the debate no, that he no, and I um, were having. The debate that he and I were having stems from, you know, me being older saying that my comics didn't do that. You know, we you rarely seen like a Eddie Murphy. I ain't saying he hasn't, but I'm saying you rarely see him rip someone in the crowd. He coming in there with written material and he's giving you his written material all night. He not he not forgetting a joke and looking at the fat dude in the crowd and starts ripping them. That's not Like my thing.
5: Yep, and that's what I was getting to. Like, your basis should be a art because comedy is an art at the end of the day, and you got to have your creative art form, but you got to be able to do crowd work because you have hecklers. You have people that come and they just say random stuff or somebody, like, get up while you saying, like, hey, what you standing up for, man? Sit your ass, you know what I mean? You start getting on them. You right. to right. have that ability because like I said, anybody can go right and make an art form, but then somebody start heckling you. Do you have that crowd work where you can get back at them and make them look stupid, or you gonna freeze up and then everybody gonna throw whole bunch of tomatoes at you now because <laughs> I even froze up. So you gotta be able to have that. That's kind of like it's kind of like in boxing, like being able to you know switch stance or being able to adjust. You gotta be able to adjust, but you gotta have your basic art form down, which is. You know, like all the basics in boxing. You got to you gotta have that down.
2: Well, Steven Nelson, we appreciate the interview. Uh, interview, appreciate the uh, comedy lesson. Yo, we ain't know you was a pilot. Got
6: right. the
2: big-ass sewing machine, grandma sewing machine in front of you, putting in the work, man. We can't <laughs> wait till the 29th. <laughs> Cannot wait till the 29th, man. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon.
5: Yo, So Cold going to pull on the show, man. Let's yeah, do it. I appreciate it. you guys,
2: man. Thank Let's you. Care, Tim. You got it.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Want it. Peace. So, there you have it, uh, Steven Soko. Bro, it's crazy. I, I didn't want to make the interview longer, but when he said he was a pilot, I-, I wanted to go so much deeper into that. You don't know, man. For years, I've been wanting to do that. And uh, I ran across a video one time. I think it was sometime maybe two years ago, almost two years ago. Um of those those fans with the parachute? It's like a para something called it's called para, para something. I'm fucking up, you know what I mean? You never seen it where a dude straps a whole fan on his back, like the fan man from from the um
2: oh uh, no, nah, I thought you was talking about because I've seen where the uh the guys they'll be on the uh, on the private plane. But it ain't like a private plane. It's the propelling plane. Like with the, you know, yeah, the fans yeah, on the seater. side.
1: Oh, oh, no. And he, you're talking about, you're talking bro, about and those. he gets out while in the sky. To, t- to turn it back on. I seen that video. No, and
2: to strap himself. What you and mean? he'll strap himself. It's it's on some adrenaline shit. And he'll strap himself. And, and, and he'll literally be in the cloud, strapped to the fucking plane. Like he gets out through the fucking window and straps himself to the plane. Bro,
1: some adrenaline shit. What do you mean? Straps and stuff, like ties himself by some sort of rope and just lets himself be flown by
2: the plane that's on autopilot? I don't, I, I'm pretty sure some, maybe somebody's in it or something. Um, I don't know. But like, I don't know that, the, the, you know, the, I'm not an adrenaline guy, bro. Yeah, no,
1: I hear you. Uh, So I was saying it because out here, be it, whenever you in this Florida region, you know, I'm in such open space that, YouTube knows that, and I get those fan man because out here they do that paragliding. People pa- are saying paragliding. No, it's not gliding. It got the motor with the one big ass propeller, and you paramotor, some shit like that, bro. Just know it's a chair with a fan and a parachute, and you can fly it. Yo, I watched the video of this kid going to McDonald's and his shit and everything. Um, so. You know, I was shopping for a car when I first got out here this time in June, and obviously, you know, the algorithm pushed them shit, so I'm just too afraid, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's amazing that he understands that, because, again, the algorithm pushed some very sophisticated machines at you. Like, it had mad buttons and screens, and I'm like, damn... That's overwhelming. You feel me? The videos I watch of this kid going to McDonald's, he's like 20-something years old. I'm like, man, maybe I could fly that shit. But again, shout out to Steven Nelson because I looked up a lot of that shit. You got That's why I said, oh, you got 10,000 hours, champ? Like, I didn't even, I, you know, but, you know, he said, no, uh, it's not that license. He has another one, which is still okay because he had the balls to do it. And get up there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I only, I don't need nobody with a commercial jet airplane.
1: Well, no, it, it's not commercial, but I mean, it's a passenger. Uh, like the license yeah, yeah, he I'm has, saying, he can exactly, only fly exactly. himself, but the license he got, he can only fly himself. You, you, you want to be able to get a plane with no, he said no private. He said private, private, how many private. Motherfucking people you got to have 10,000 hours to fly anybody. I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm wrong. I'll re-google it after the show. We can yeah, move on. Yeah, because
2: when you said that, he said, no, you need I'm the 10,000 hours for your commercial license. He says, I have my private license.
1: All right. Well, let's get out to these super chats. Uh, I got Chick Chickarelli, $5. He said, in the old days, this fight would have been done already, back when boxers were warriors, before they became wallets. I got I mean, I think that in the old days they they paid, I don't want to say more, but I mean shit, bro. Some of them dudes was getting hella money. I mean, look, we seen what, what Leonard was getting. We seen what Lennox got. Then what was this $4 million for the for, for a step aside? Shit. Motherfuckers was getting money back then. Optimus Prime, $10 says. And that's applied the pressure to the fanagers laughing out loud emoji. And we got London runs boxing. Just became a yeah, contender.
2: You, when he said, yeah, I used to date a boxer." You're like, oh,
1: we know. Oh, we know. We know. Let me tell you, it took everything in me not to ask the right questions. You know what the right questions was. Does he regret it? You feel me?
2: does he want to see back? i don't know they i don't i, I don't know the history me neither you through it. no
1: i i don't know the history neither i just you know I no, i'm
2: just saying i'm saying you knew they was a thing when oh, they was yeah. together
1: oh yeah
2: yeah, yeah mm. that wasn't me certainly no
1: uh you know on the outside looking in it's just like mm, you feel me it's gonna be tough to uh top that feel me but I who who knows, you feel me? Like he bagged that. He
2: could he could probably have some even better sh- you know. What man, I mean, especially, up. you know, he say, look, think about it. He got a private, a private jet license. He could take, man, what the man, ain't gonna, you funny, make, you a comedian? He, he gonna make what? me Google this shit. He
1: gonna make me Google this shit. Fats, what up? Private jet license. Let me see this shit. I'm about to hit his manager up. Like, yo, give me the exact fucking like. <laughs>
2: Yo,
0: matter of
1: fact, matter of fact,
2: I, I want his driving history, his flying history.
1: <laughs> what school he went
0: to? Facts. What up? Who was his yo, teacher? What up, what's up, my nigga? <laughs> Chilling. What, what y'all heard? I heard y'all talking about the comedy shit, man. Yeah, I don't know, yo. I think, I think Chappelle's show was a little funnier than the stand up to me. I don't, I don't know why. I just never really liked him on the stand up shit. And then uh, Steve Harvey, I don't know why I've ever been a fan of him neither. Like, they always wonder why he was a king of comedy, because I never really thought he was funny and shit. Like, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac and uh, Cat Williams, they're my favorite uh, comedians to me, for real far, stand-up, and Robert
1: Harris. Robert Harris, he was, oh, man, he was funny. Man. Chill out, chill out. Robert Harris? I'm have the Google, him. I don't know who that is.
0: Robin, Robin Harris. I might be saying it wrong. I might be saying this ain't wrong. Robin Harris, the yo, Um, you know, you know who that is. Uh, that's yo uh house party father. Uh, uh kid, kid father. Oh, the old
1: dude. Oh no, yeah, you try- okay? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I yeah. googled him. Yeah, 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 he funny as a bitch, man. But yeah, I like, I like, I think stand up more raw than movie com- uh comedy. Though you got, I feel like you really gotta be funny. I try watch. Kevin Hart and you stand up on Peacock, man. That shit trash. I had to turn that shit off like five minutes and toy. He is ass, man. For real. Whoa. But to get into the boxing shit, yeah, bro. I, I was like, oh, man. Why, Kevin Hart is trash on the stand up shit, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. But on the, on the, on the wildest shit, man, I want to see this fight between him and Ruiz happen for real. I've been, been kind of skeptical because it kind of seemed like. Andrew wee and going through some shit. I know, I don't. His Twitter got hacked one time. It's like him holding up a bunch of drugs and shit. I ain't really get all that. But. <laughs> why
1: you gonna, that Why are you terrible? Why you gonna say drugs? Man, that was some bud, man. That was some bud. No, it was terrible. But,
0: but she, y'all terrible. <laughs> yeah, look, man, she tried to say he was doing other stuff too though. Like I was like, oh man, he's wrong for that. Like. But I hope I hope the fight happened though. Cause Ruiz was he was looking good in his last fight, especially his body-wise. Like, he was looking real good, man. And uh, I think he'll get wilder some problems. I actually think he'll fuck around, beat Wilder. I don't wanna see it happen, but Man, that boy Ruiz, man, for him to be a big boy, he got he got good accurate hands and he light on his feet. Like he get on that inside. I think he'll work wilder. And Wilder don't really do good, but keeping motherfuckers like, you know, using his length, you know, boxing that tall fight. Like, so I don't know Bro, if really Wilder with Malik keep Ruiz Scott now, thumb, man. I love to see it.
1: Come I on, this is a ball. different Wilder. We we all see that. Like I get it. Pad work is work. We gotta see it in the in the in the ring. Um, but Wilder's different with Malik Scott. I, I I can't see Andy getting past that reach and distance of Wilder without getting clipped. Like Wilder was slick enough to clip motherfucking Fury with a left hook. Remember he dropped him in the in the ninth round with a left hook. Like how the fuck are we gonna say? It? I don't know. Again, I'm gonna sound like this regardless because I never believed Andy could beat AJ. He made me a believer. And, and then, you know, look the way he looked after that fight. So I'm not a believer no more of him. I just can't be. He got to do it all over again, man. Fuck that. Um, but if you're watching this on YouTube, get it, hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. We just got to 175,000 subscribers. So we crushed that goal. We on to the next one. We trying to move to 180, but one step at a time, we'll take 176 thousand subscribers next so tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the youtube channel we going live twice every day remember while i'm on the east coast your second show is going to be tonight at four o'clock pacific standard time seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central every day while me and danny on the east we switched the schedule i kind of like it better but i'm obviously here in the east so i'm gonna love it here but um, we certainly had way more callers yesterday. I mean that show was three hours, so if you haven't checked it out, do so. Up next, way too trill, talk to me. Don't forget to raise your hand on Discord. If you're trying to talk way too trill, call back in. Sounds like you're not connecting. CYP. Unmute.
6: Here we go. We
1: hear you, but you sound like you're on Bluetooth. What up?
6: Yeah, 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 y'all yeah. hear me now? We hear you. you. all hear me now? Good, good, good. Now, this, this is for the people with the IQ checks, right? I was looking this up, and people love to say, wow, this biggest success is beating Ortiz. I say, no, it's not. His biggest successes are Stavern, the champion, who was ranked number three in the Ring Magazine when he beat him. His biggest success after that was defending his title versus Fury. See, some of y'all like to look at that as a loss or not as a win. But I looked at that, and I said, well, let me look up other title defenses and reigns. Do you know that Wilder has 10? Now, you say he didn't fight nobody. Well, if he didn't fight no damn body, somebody please tell me why the list reads like this. Somebody please, please tell me. Joe Lewis, Larry Holmes, Klitschko, Tommy Burns, Muhammad Ali, Deontay Wilder, Mike Tyson, Joe Frazier, Lennox Lewis. Somebody tell me if it's that fucking easy to beat 10 dudes as a, as a champion. Why does the list say Joe Lewis, Larry Holmes, Klitschko, Burns, Muhammad Ali, Wilder, Mike Tyson, Joe Frazier, Lennox Lewis? See, some of, y'all, some of y'all ain't never had success. And I can tell by the way y'all respond to shit. We've been on the show for years, complaining, hating, saying all this shit that does not matter to the actual boxing. I want him to fight him. So what? He should make more money. So what? I want to see this. So what? Who don't give a fuck? When you are successful, you have a metric. You go for it. You get it. None y'all say it could change that shit. It doesn't matter. Very, very simple. You can put down Wilder all you want to. Fuck the statue, fuck all the other shit. He's going to the Hall of Fame based on them 10 defenses. Andy Ruiz is not. Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz is going to be a great Mexican boxer as of now because he did something in history, but he's not going to the Hall of Fame yet because that be just beating one guy and being unified does not get you there based on the metrics that we have seen. Some of y'all understand that, some of y'all don't. Some of y'all are going to argue that, and I don't care, whatever. I'm going to leave that to the side for y'all to argue that dumb shit. Now, when it comes to Andy Ruiz, real quick, versus, versus Wilder, if you believe you deserve 50-50 or even 60-40, how come you fought Ortiz so many years later for free when Wilder fought the same Ortiz who was better and younger, who nobody knew, speak no English, and did close to 300,000 pay per If If you want the same credit for Wilder beating Ortiz that you did, then why the hell you fought him for free? It's not fuck the age. Fuck the age. This is about money. If you're such as valuable as you think you are, why did you fight Ortiz so many years later for free when Wilder fought him on pay-per-view? That alone kills your argument if you deserve more and more and more. Look, shoot for 40%. Wilder started at 70-30. Cool. That's where you start. Probably get to 35 if PBC really likes you, they'll give you 40. But other than that, my man, good luck to you. I hope y'all make the fight. CYP out.
1: All right. CYP. I got a bunch of callers on our landline. Remember to hit that one button. At least one time, that's gonna indicate to me that you're ready to rock and roll. Same thing on Discord. Don't forget to raise your hand. We are going out to way too trill. What up?
4: Yo, yo, yo.
1: What up? What up? You hear me? Yes, sir. Man, uh, yeah, man. I'm
6: gonna go with you. Man. I'm gonna
1: go with Ness with the uh,
5: with the Beyonce B nanny, bro. Um. Man, I, I, I really ain't I really ain't a fan of Andy, man. I know you a little slick punch and everything, but this gonna, this gonna bring Deontay back to that one world,
1: man. We lost you way too, Trill. Are you driving? Way too, Trill. You went through a dead spot. If you're watching this on YouTube while we wait on him to reconnect, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. It's gonna help with the visibility of the show. Way too trill. We going to Discord. OB, what up? OB One Kenobi. OB on Discord gotta accept. Alright, Suleiman Scholar, Twitter Spaces. Waiting for Suleiman to connect here. Okay. That ain't happening. Alrighty then. Trying Obi again then. And that ain't happening. All right. Well, in the meantime, in between time, don't forget to smash the thumbs up and subscribe. Remember, we're back at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for our second show. It's already scheduled. It's already there. We're going to be talking the thoughts of trainer, coach, bread man, Stephen Edwards, who I did invite to the appreciation night. But uh, his daughters have a junior Olympics, so he can't make it, which sucks because I definitely like Mr. Edwards and his thoughts on boxing. And that's one of the reasons that our second show will be on his thoughts. And, uh, you know, he's given his thoughts on Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford and the fact that he feels both men will touch the canvas. That was interesting because... Earl hasn't shown that sort of vulnerability, uh, you know. Now, Crawford, on the other hand, obviously he's got shaken up by Gamboa, which people can't seem to forget. And then there's the, you know, questionable knockdown um, with Kavalaskis, right? So, uh, you know, we have to see... Is Earl really going to go down? He really hasn't shown that sort of vulnerability um, just yet. Oh, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm yeah. reading it wrong. I don't know. But that's just what I feel. Um, But you can join us on Discord. We got that link pinned right there. And uh you can join us via Discord if you want to call in. And we got our landline also open 14255695241. Press one one time to voice your opinion. And if not, we'll wrap it up. Let me make sure I got to all my super chats. Yep, that looks about right. Uh the number is 14255695241. Press 1 one time to voice your opinion. Right here, Voice of the People Hotline. If you want to call in and voice that opinion. But it looks like we don't have any callers anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Catch me on the next one. 7
6: p.m. Eastern.